welcome to TGIF Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm here with my two bomb diffusers, Megastar Mark and Killigreg, the Pharaoh Wizard. Hey. Hello. What's up, all? What's up, y'all? How's it going? Good. Oh, great. I'm thrilled to be here. I have planted bombs in each of your houses. <laughs> And it's up to you to figure it out. Some are varying in terms of when they go off. Could be tomorrow. Could be a couple months from now. Could be 8.15. We'll see. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's, Uh-oh. That's basically now. Uh-oh. Well, last time on the show, we talked about death, which might happen now that these bombs mm-hmm. are in our house. Oh, yeah, that's right. We the did. death episode was a fun one. Yes, it was. We enjoyed that. One of the only two times I can say we conclusively broke during yes. the podcast. Yes, you can go find that on our YouTube channel. Yep. TJF Pod on YouTube. You can find just a five minute clip of us not being able to breathe <laughs> with almost no context. It is a five minute YouTube clip with about 30 seconds of talking in it. <laughs> Which uh, several people uh had messaged me they thought there was a glitch or something was wrong with the show like was, they thought their their podcast have quit or their phone died or something or their you know <laughs> like it was just quiet for a really long time no it was, was just us get, laughing yeah i was trying to get words out nothing was happening <laughs> just a simple what <laughs> the problem is like i think i can hold it together and then i see mark and then it's just the end of it for me <laughs> oh my god <laughs> You can go watch that clip. It's fun. Uh, there's two clips from the last show, so yes. you can go watch those. We're going to start po- posting more clips on Wheel and Deal and Chet was the other one. <laughs> yes, the Chet Dealer. Yeah. I Dealin. think that's an insane joke. Yeah. Dealing, no, no G. Dealing with Chet. Chet. Dealing with Chet. The HBO special of Chet. <laughs> he doesn't actually do anything but deal cards. Technically, uh. we have chet reference in this one in this what we're going to be talking about today technically chet's back kind of name dropped so yeah yeah, he is Mm -hmm. uh this time on the show we're talking about bombs bombs baby ticking time bombs or bombs or cherry bombs or whatever however tgi tgif wanted to take guys on this podcast we're talking about oppenheimer biggest movie right now you know right that's what we're here for baby we got our we're we're zeitgeist. We got our finger on the pulse. <laughs> of like a month ago, <laughs> almost every episode that we've done, I ask, you know, have you done this thing? <laughs> have you ever encountered a bomb? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I can't say that I have. No. Uh, me no. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Surely there was a bomb somewhere in my life. I've seen an explosion happen. Does that count? I saw a Tell car us. explode. When I, Whoa. So it, was actually dur- so it was during my driver's test of all things. I think, did I tell you this story? No. Didn't I say this I on don't. the air? No. No. So I was like 16 years old and I was in, there's a place in upstate New York named, it's called Mechanicville and very old railroad town type of thing. A wonderful and, town. Yes. And I um, parked up to the side, driver instructor gets in and he goes, all right, I just want you to pull out front and I want you to take a left on Main Street and then a right and then we'll get started. And I take the left turn right on Main Street, and there's a car on fire in the middle of the road. 
And then there's this awkward silence in the car, and the instructor's like, do whatever you got to do to get around that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to knock off any points for whatever you got to do. So I go around the thing, and then it was like a, a, like a, a thunderclap. Like, it wasn't even that loud. It was just, like, that sound wave that hits the car. And we came back, and, like, there's a bellowing flame in the rearview mirror. And he's like, all right, so if you pull over right, we can get started. <laughs> it was like he just no-sold the explosion. <laughs> the best part was I remember, like, getting advice as a 16-year-old to, like, how to do well on your driver's test. And someone said, keep the window down so you can kind of hear, like, the outside. It helps, like, kind of depressurize the car and make it less stuffy mm. right but now i just get this like white smoke like kind of billowing <laughs> over the car and i'm like well I'll just turn that right back up <laughs> never mind yeah it's not sorry. gonna work not gonna work what about a bomb threat now have you all been involved in a bomb threat yeah situation? yes mm-hmm. yeah not a real one like i knew the person who called the bomb threat in really i knew i knew it was happening and when i was in uh eighth Uh-oh. grade maybe Uh-oh. was it we got a mike rack. kelly I, I, it wasn't Mike Kelly. I, okay. I didn't know Mike Kelly then. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know him then. But uh, I knew the person who had called in the bomb threat because they kept talking about, oh, I called in the bomb threat. I don't, I don't think they even. So got they talking. openly just talked about. Yeah. Like, in eighth grade, you're an idiot. So maybe. yeah. You're, yeah. I went to the corner store and called in a bomb threat. School's canceled. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> great, man. <laughs> awesome. It's just going to be an annoyance then. You're pretty yeah. cool. We had to go like sit in the church that was part of the school for a few hours boy meets world season one episode 17 the fugitive sean breaks the law and Corey helps him you can't tell anybody i'm here right right how'd you get in here anyway i climbed up the tree into your window i didn't want anyone to see me Corey, i'm a fugitive fugitive cool give me details okay you remember that cherry bomb oh no feeny found it you're suspended nothing good ever happens to me Corey is bored at home he wants to go play baseball outside his dad said no it's raining there's a thunderstorm you cannot play baseball outside you will get struck by lightning is it a thunderstorm or a goddamn hurricane? Because this this spans days and it never <laughs> stops raining. He says, my life's boring. It bites. Goes up to his bedroom and it's Sean. Sean is in his room and he says, things are bad. The cops are involved. I finally crossed the line. And Corey is like, finally, something interesting is going to happen in my life. I am totally in. I kind of like that. Yeah, I thought it was real funny. Mm-hmm. Don't tell anyone I'm here. I climbed through your window. I'm a fugitive. Corey says, cool. Awesome. Can't wait. I'm so in. I felt Sean, by the way, this is going to be an overarch for this episode. I thought Sean was excellent in this. Yeah. Like, it yeah. Just, it, it, the acting along, like, specifically was very good. Um, which is weird because I've seen later episodes where I've, that's been like my main complaint is Sean seems to be struggling with well, what they're he's all given. fucking struggling. Mark. They are. I mean, I was these, I, you know, this is cutting cutting to the end a little bit, but these early episodes of Boy Meets World are so fucking good, mm-hmm. much better than the later. And like, the late ones are just utter shit. Yep. Yep. Um, and it's. Whoever was in charge of this show, like, they knew what they were doing when they was kids, because this is all really funny kid stuff. Yeah. But then, like, 
Flash forward seven years, they're in college and they're still acting like this. Yeah, right. Except maybe dumber. Yeah. Much, much dumber in Sean several is cases. Substantially dumber. And weirder. Like the characters they're are all normal. Weird, but right. They stop acting like humans. Everyone they, feels very real. Yeah. In this episode. Yes. And then flash forward to, you know, chat dealing, and not a single person acts like a human being. It's like they're aliens. Yeah, they're not real. They're not real humans anymore. They're just weird caricatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you do? Blow something up, Sean? I did. I blew something up by the market giant. Did you blow up my dad's grocery store? No, but I had this cherry bomb in my pocket and I was walking around and it was just burning a hole in my pocket and I wanted to light it so bad. And then I found a book of matches and then I decided to light it. And then I realized there's a lot of people all over the place standing around. So I threw it in a mailbox and it exploded the mailbox. And then I ran. And then Corey says, have you guys ever seen a cherry bomb? Am I just, no, neither have I like the the classic cherry bomb, you know, I feel like that's the kind of thing that's like mythical among children. Yes. Yes. Like, Maybe in 1952, yes, young up and comers were hurling cherry bombs at each other at the at the malt the shop. fair. It's like that's something you get at the fair. <laughs> post post war, they had all this extra gunpowder. What are we gonna do? Market it to some kids. <laughs> Blowing up mailboxes. Get a free cherry bomb with your lead paint. But no, like I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now. Can I buy like, a cherry bomb? So there was like a Simpsons episode, early Simpsons, like 1990. Like, I mean, wow. even earlier than this. And like, I just remember the main thing was a cherry bomb. Bart flushed a cherry bomb down at the toilet in the school. And I thought that was like, you know, like once again, it was like a mythical thing. It was just like, that's what people, kids did. Dangerous kids, you know, we yeah. cherry bombs. And I don't, I just realized I've never actually seen one. I don't think I have. Yeah. Yeah. Corey says... Why am I never around when the great stuff happens like this? And Sean says, I stepped way over the line, Corey. I need to stay here forever. Is that what he's implying? You can never go home. And Corey's like, sure, I'll I'll go ask my mom. He's like, no, you can't ask your mom. I'm being trailed by the cops. This joke was good. He's like, you're pretty new at this, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) This is a cover up. No one can know that I'm here. And then Corey it's like, okay, but what about Eric? He lives in this room with me. He will find you. And then Sean's like, well, we'll figure it out. And he goes, Eric is dumb, but I don't think he's that dumb. He would notice the third man in the room, which later season seven, Eric may not. You could yeah. you could confuse him. In season six, I suspect you could convince Eric that Sean was a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Oh, that thing over there? Oh, he died. Uh, yeah, Sean's dead. Like, oh, that's a ghost. Yeah, Sean died. He ate, he ate a bad sandwich. I think he's an angel now. Yeah. He's going to make I, pottery later, so he's definitely a ghost. I When I heard that Eric is going to be involved in this, I was very excited because I like, in my mind, I was playing out how that's going to work, where Eric very much will probably know that, you know, Sean is in the room. I think that's very, it's set up well. It's set it up well. Yeah, and then when JT finds out that there's a ghost in Corey's oh, room, he God. comes through the basement portal real quick. <laughs> <laughs> what was that <laughs> there's a ghost here fuck Sean right back to life <laughs> drops his Christmas tree I'm alive I'm alive I'm alive please don't 
I'm alive. <laughs> I'm not a ghost. I'm not a ghost. <laughs> JT, <laughs> call off the dogs. JT, he just goes into a blind, that one. <laughs> a bl- blind horniness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, JT Disney would definitely peace out, though, once he knew he was alive. Yeah. Oh, oh gross. I mean, gross. I'm yeah, not doing right. that. Yeah. You're alive? Oh. <laughs> um, Sean says, well, I can stay in your closet. No big deal. And Corey's like, have you seen my closet? <laughs> and they open the door and all the fu- stuff falls out, which is fun. Good gag. And then Corey says, don't worry. I'll sneak you up some food. We'll figure it out after dinner. And Sean goes, I love this joke, too. Sean goes, you're going to act weird. You just don't talk. You're going to be weird, and they're going to figure it out. And he's like, no, I won't. And they won't notice a thing. And then the smash cut to him just blindly shoveling food onto his plate and acting so weird excellent maybe there was lead paint in this house and that's why everyone got progressively dumber <laughs> as the season was the seasons went on this episode has some has some good stuff in it oh yes uh, Corey's dad goes you're grounded for two weeks and Corey's like for what i didn't do anything yet and he goes you did something <laughs> you're gonna be grounded i just haven't figured out what it is yet i like that i like preemptively grounding somebody <laughs> Uh, Sean is up in the room. He's wearing Corey's clothes because Corey is much shorter at this point in the show than Sean is. And he's like, these clothes don't fit. They're really tight. Um, And then he gives him the plate of food. And he says, I need ketchup. And Corey's like, go fuck yourself. I'm not going back down there to get ketchup. Uh, Eric shows up and says, I know something's wrong. You're hiding a puppy. There's got to be a puppy up here. And then he finds Sean. He's like, oh, it's a big puppy. Sean hides in the bathroom, but Morgan and mom come up because Morgan needs to take a bath and the bathroom is connected to their room and not Morgan's. I heard like the door was locked. They locked it from the other side. Maybe it's one of those two two ones. Okay, I must say this is a very House of Leaves situation where the house inside is bigger than the house outside. (laughs) The upstairs situation is rough. The downstairs is enormous. That living room is huge. But the upstairs, we got to share rooms up there. We're sharing bathrooms. What's going on? This TGIF real estate is always fascinating to me. That was kind of how my house was growing up. Was it like huge yeah. in the in the you downstairs? Had one bathroom like, that was connected with two different rooms. Oh, we only had one bathroom, full stop. But okay, um, gotcha. but like the the bottom floor was much larger than the top floor. Yeah. We had um, our all our our pot and long associate Drew. Him and I had an apartment uh, when we just got out of college, and we had it the bathroom. If the door there was two doors that led into the bathroom. If what both doors were open, I could sit in my room and watch drew take a dump it was just the weirdest angles of that of that house <laughs> it's a dream come true yeah, right. i could be sitting in my like computer chair glance the glory over. days of youth yes right sean <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, sean runs back into the room and eric's like all right cut to the chase you gotta bribe me what's my bribe gonna be so i don't talk i like that that was funny this and, gets right uh, to it Corey's like whatever you want and he's like all right take over my chores and alan yells Corey's dad alan i remembered his name yells from downstairs time to take out the trash who's doing it and Corey's like i got it i gotta do it so he he's 
He's covering for uh, Sean. He's taking out all the trash for Eric. Feeney comes into the classroom and says, Sean didn't come home last night. Anybody here from him? And then Corey acts real weird again and says a bunch of stuff about the cherry bomb. And Minkus turns around. He's like, you sound guilty. You sound like you know a lot of information about this. You definitely know where Sean is. It's going to sound weird. Minkus reminds me a lot of an ex-girlfriend I had. (laughs) (laughs) What? What in the world? Very awkward to see see these scenes. What? In what way does she remind it's you of hard Minkus? To describe. Trust I need me. Dis- I need some description here. Just trust me. Like she vibe. was super. She was super smart, or just a narc, or what? What? Or both? All of the above. Just, just throw a dart. Yeah. <laughs> Minkus. <laughs> that's, that's a turn I didn't expect. Yeah. Yeah. I no, think either, but when I'm Minkus. watching, I was like, uh oh. <laughs> This feels weird. This feels weird. We we did see Topanga in this episode. She did not have a large role. I think she only had like two lines. Yeah, the entire yeah, thing. very quick. But at least she wasn't breaking up with Sean or breaking up with Corey. So you know, there's that. Not yet. Yes. Real soon. Uh, Feeney. I like when Feeney does these like classical mm-hmm. things. He reads Ed, Edgar Allan Poe because he's he's a classically trained actor right. and he like can really he pull these off. off. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And they use the heartbeat really well from the story um, with Corey a bunch of times in the episode where he's feeling guilty and the heartbeat comes up. Very good. Um, Corey's mom is vacuuming the room and just consistently hitting Sean under the bed on purpose. It seems like it's like, ow, ow, ow. ow. (laughs) We know you're under there. (laughs) She's like, you have something under your bed and the heartbeat goes off again. And then she opens the closet and she's like, what'd you do? Why'd you organize your closet? And he's like, oh, I just, just felt like it. Uh, and then she leaves and Corey pulls Sean out from under the bed and he's all dazed and confused from being hit by the vacuum. And he's like, Feeney knows uh, you're missing and your parents came to school to find you. And then uh, Alan comes up and, yeah. He has to Sean has to hide again under the bed and he keeps jumping up and down on the bed while asking Corey, what's going on? Anything going on? And just jumping on the bed because he knows Sean is under there. He goes, uh, I'm a little mad because all my bills got blown up <laughs> in the mailbox. You can just write new checks, man. <laughs> Come on, it's just paper. He says, I heard Sean may involve baby involved. And then Sean sneezes under the bed. Corey fake sneezes. Uh, and then Alan says, listen, whatever bad things you ever do, if you do anything like this ever, you can always come home. You don't need to run away. Like, we'll figure it out. Come home first. He's like, all right, I'll see you later. And he leaves. And uh, Sean comes out and he's like, your dad hurt me. And he's like, Corey goes with with his words. He goes, no, he sat on my head. Uh, Sean does not take the advice. He can never go home because his dad, Chet, will kill him. I don't think Chet would. Yeah. I mean, he was uh, there apparently at this time. That's something. He's around know. and he's, his, his mom is still like, there. Chet seemed unagreeable during that thanksgiving episode yeah, a little rough around the edges yeah smacking sean a little bit mm-hmm. 
Sean explains what crossing the line is. And he's like, we have a lot of fun, but this has crossed the line. And Corey's like, don't worry about it. My dad can fix anything. He's going to fix this. And he goes downstairs to talk about it. And Sean runs away. And Corey goes, you didn't know it, but Sean was in my room. And they're like, yeah, we know. (laughs) He's like, well, I've been hiding him up there since yesterday. And they go, yeah, we know. Feeney saw Sean climb into the window, and we've known this whole time. I can relate to that as a parent. <laughs> we just know. Stop yeah. trying yeah, to pull can, the wool over our eyes. <laughs> like, knew the minute it happened, you can stop. Uh, Corey's parents uh, talk about Sean and how he might go the wrong way. And actually, we get a little backstory here on Alan, which I thought was good. Um, yes. Where he yeah. says, like, I had... I had a a friendship like you and Sean, except for I was the Sean and my friend was you. I was the Sean. Like, (laughs) oh, okay. Uh, And then Corey goes, what happened? He goes, somehow I ended up here. I don't know how. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You'll do the right thing. How do I know if it's the right thing? You'll just do the right thing. You're a good kid. Uh, we find Sean in a sleeping bag in the classroom at the school. How? I, I mean, don't know. I guess we're suspending disbelief here, but it was the '90s. There weren't any rules back then. You could keep true. the doors to the school unlocked. Like, this is yeah. pre-Columbine, pre-9/11. Nobody right, gave yeah. a shit. Just wander in and sleep underneath a desk. Yeah, just do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> I don't know if this is the best line of these four shows, but it's really good. When Feeney walks in to get ready for the day or whatever he's doing, he goes, Oh, what a perfect time to set fire to my desk. <laughs> <laughs> when he sees the sleeping bag. He's like, Finally, nobody's here. I can set fire to my desk. <laughs> Great line. Yeah. Uh, Sean gets up and is like, no, 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 no. Oh man. Did Corey rat on me? And then Feeney says, no, you're the one who betrayed him. And then we get this canvas bit yeah. where Feeney rolls out some canvas because he paints on the weekends. And he says, canvas, uh, you know, it's one of the strongest fabrics. But once it's been breached, it will unravel just like integrity. You son of a bitch. Now let me set fire to this desk. <laughs> get out of my way. Yeah. That's why I brought the fabric. Oh, God. Corey comes in and says, uh, I brought your bag for you, but it's empty. And says, your mom and dad are here. You can't run away anymore. Um, and then Sean says, I'm going to get killed. Chat's going to kill me. And Corey goes, we're only 12. We can live again. And then Sean decides he's going to go home. He makes the right decision finally. Cut to Sean. He's been grounded for a month and he's back. And he shows up at the Matthews house and they're all doing different things, watching the big game, mm-hmm. typing up some project, whatever. Holding Barbie's hair. Yep. And then the power goes out. And everyone goes, Alan, did you pay the electric bill? And he goes, Yeah, of course I did a month ago. And they all look at Sean like, uh, The cherry bomb. And they all yell at Sean and Sean runs away. And that's how it ends. Yeah. When he exited, he's just like, All right, goodbye. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah, Corey's, that's right. I forgot I did that. Corey's sister's like, you fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> she puts her cigarette out on the table. 
<laughs> Fucking Sean. That was Boy Meets World. A cherry bomb episode where we don't even see the cherry bomb, which I think is actually Fine. effective. Yeah, I like yeah. that we didn't need to, that that scene. I did Google what a cherry bomb looks like, though, immediately afterwards, because once again, I've never seen one. So, yeah, they appear to be illegal and yes. you can still technically buy them. But mostly sure. cherry bomb name has just been recoup like reused on a million other things. Mm. OK, OK, I liked so- it. What'd you think? Oh, I yeah. thought this was an excellent episode of television. Yep. yep. I would also say that this show captures the feel of 1993 better than anything else we watch. Yes, it, it does. does. Like yep. it, you know, like looking around that that genuinely is kind of what bedrooms look like. Yeah. In that time, like it felt, it feels accurate. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like even when we watch these other shows, like I don't know, step by step doesn't resonate with me as like. Yeah, that's what my childhood looked like. Same with same with uh full house. Like, yeah, no. it takes place during when when I would have been that age, but those those rooms all look staged. Right. This house to a T looks exactly like every one of my friends' house growing mm-hmm. up. I like too with her the mom using a a very early laptop, but I remember my mother yeah. had something very similar to that or or word processor. Um so you're right, it, especially at the end it felt very genuine. It's just good. I like like early on, all these characters were real good, and I feel bad that they all turned into idiots. Like you know, season six or seven, I blame Topanga. But nobody makes it out good. No, like, yeah, not really. Like the parents turn into dicks, and yeah. yeah, everyone else turns into an idiot. Yeah, Morgan starts swearing. She well, she was Mor- doing that. Yeah, here. she turns I mean... into a a bookie, yeah. <laughs> a mob. <laughs> 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 uh yeah season one of boy meets world i think is feels right yeah, feels good. Good. yeah. i enjoy living in that world mm-hmm. even the classrooms and stuff like i never had a teacher like feeny but like the feel of the school even kind of yeah. feels still having a chalkboard yeah you know, in around that time which you know nowadays they didn't exist but they definitely were around back they then. Have chalkboards now no everything's dry erase yeah, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Chalkboards were fucking awful. Oh, they were yeah, terrible. But I remember having the dust or having the um the the erasers. You put like chalk in the eraser to fuck oh, with yeah. the teacher. Got it good. Yeah, mm. gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I morganed you. <laughs> now that's oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, we usually do this at the end, but I want I wanted to say family matters to the end. So we're gonna do Perfect Stranger season five, episode five. Larry does an expose on a money laundering scheme, which causes the scheme's designer to take over the office with a bomb. Marvin, listen, you should write down your demands. Why don't you just take a few moments, you know, private moments for yourself, away from all this hustle and this bustle. You you know, there's a private office back there. (laughs) That's a good idea. All right. Um, I'll be right back. Come on, Belky. Let's get out of here. Head for the loading deck. <laughs> hey, guys. Can I run this by you? What do you think I should call myself? Criminal mastermind or diabolical genius? Diabolical genius. I don't know. It, it's a little too Batman. <laughs> this is the episode that... Bond, sort of, this uh, topic for us. 
then Family Matters took it over the edge. So Perfect Stranger, season five. Larry's writing. He's working with Marshall and Walpole. Is that right, Walpole? Walpole. Uh, he's the researcher. So we kind of saw the lead up to the researcher gig that he has, right? Where This he, is late season, though, right? I thought he would have moved five, on by then. Season five, episode five. Yeah. I don't know. I Maybe thought not. he had. I thought he had moved on to to bigger and better things by this point. Maybe, maybe, but he's still research. He this is his first article he gets, right? In the uh, when was the, the no? Okay, I will say the one where he gets like chased by people. That two parter that we watched that was later. No, was, that was like I think it was yeah. the same season. Oh, okay, but the season finale. All right, there's something like that. Okay, well, Larry, he's excited. He's showing all his friends. He got an article on the front page. But it's all under Marshall and Walpole's name. He says um, it's about money laundering, and uh, Balky says, "Oh, well, do they have to wash tens and twenties separately when they wash the money?" That this this joke comes up several times. Balky yeah. does not understand what laundering money means. He thinks it's washing it. Uh, he says, "Is there a static cling problem at all with this?" And Larry's just like. No, what are you talking about? Do they use fabric softener? No. Uh, I, I kind of like how Larry just gives up though, and it's just right. like, yeah, you do. Eventually, he's just yeah. like, yeah, whatever you're, whatever you're talking about, you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I get that. That uh, that resonates with me mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot. I think a lot. No, it absolutely. Does. When you need to end the conversation, yeah, you know, you got it, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way, and then you leave. <laughs> my job is exiting yeah. a conversation i was gonna say you're an expert yeah. at this oh, you, God, have a, yes. you have a you have a phd in exiting oh, conversation i yeah. just have like a hundred situational canned responses <laughs> <laughs> gotta check the sign <laughs> oh my god some lady just oh, this, I, I gotta tell you this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited now. There was this is unbelievable. There was a car accident in front of the store. Okay. Oh god. And this is the abridged version. The lady who hit the other car then like turned around and came back. But then she didn't put her car in park, got out of it, and then her car ran over my mailbox. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, they're getting it out of the way. But then I realized there was nobody in the car that was moving. Oh so you watched it hit your own mailbox? Oh, oh God. <laughs> Just fucking leveled it. <laughs> and then we tried of- to insist that the mailbox was already broken. What? The car was on top of it. made her buy a whole shit ton of Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> get it out of your store. Oh, oh God. Oh. Sorry, I don't... Oh, geez. I don't want to cut that out. That was so funny. <laughs> I really don't want to cut that out. Put it at the end. Put it after the credits. 
<laughs> a zinger, as they call him. Oh, God, a little extra. Uh, uh, yeah, a little bit for the Marvel fans. Oh, post credit scene. Thor team up to make a mailbox. Yeah. Speaking of getting out of conversations quickly, anytime Our Marvel next comes up. Be just about mailboxes, so it's a lead in. We have a fourth co-host, your dead mailbox. <laughs> this is no, this is this is topical. Uh, Sean blew up a mailbox. Yes, this lady go. ran over a mailbox. It it's works. All, Bring it back. full circle. If, if we don't need to cut it out. All right. I dated uh, Minkus. Everything makes sense. You dated Minkus. You're <laughs> a lady like, ghost rode her car over your mailbox. Right. Uh, JT's on the scene. <laughs> JT. Ghost fucker and mailbox. Two ghost fuckers in the same episode. He doesn't care. He doesn't care if it's a human or what it is. Mm -mm. Mailbox. If it's a ghost, he'll fuck it. (laughs) He can rest assured. That is dead. That's a JT motto. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. All right. So, perfect strangers. Oh, God. Uh, Larry says, uh, yeah, I'm a researcher, so my name will be at the end of uh, the article. And Malachi says, oh, it'll be in those funny slanted letters. And he's like, yes, italics. That's where it'll be. And he goes to the end of the article. There's no nothing about me. No special thanks. No nothing. Malachi says, your time will come. Just be patient. And Jennifer says, I like this little B-plot thing here. Jennifer says, yeah, kind of just how like I bought I bought my time, and now I'm head of the flight crew. And Marianne turns like whips her head around. I like, "When did you become head of flight crew? What the fuck are you talking about?" She's like, "I didn't want to tell you because I knew you'd be mad." And she's like, "I'm head of beverage service <laughs> and smoking <laughs> and smoking." So oh they quickly rush out smoking on a fucking airplane. Oh, oh god, have, have we talked about that? No. That, I don't think so. That is, that was one of the most like jarring. How did that ever happen? Moments I've had on this this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It was just like, oh, could you, could you possibly imagine? Yeah. Being, I remember. I mean, I remember smoking sections, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the idea of smoking on that airplane and airplanes were so fucking tiny back then too. Yeah, right. And it doesn't seem safe to have yeah. a fire in a plane. Like that but it was so like part of the 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 culture. Like a- any old movie in the seventies or eighties, it has to involve with a plane. They always say, you know, you can take your seatbelt off and now you can smoke. And he right. just kind of just rolled with that. Yeah, I saw Jurassic Park recently. Yeah, and um, Samuel Jackson has a cigarette in his mouth the entire yeah. movie, and he's writing the code. Yeah, and like, okay, smoking is bad. Whatever, blah blah blah. I miss cigarettes in movies. Yeah. Like, Speaking of, we just we, we just watched Ghostbusters uh, at the big theater, and and they're all smoking in it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And it has a couple of very effective smoking scenes. One where uh, is it? Uh, Ray gets very scared at one point, and the cigarette it's just sticks to his lip. To his lip, yeah, and then falls down. Like yeah. very effective. Yep. Uh, but my kids were always like, "Smoking's bad. Why are these heroes smoking?" <laughs> like, there's no I mean, context. I'm not against the precedent it sets. Like, yeah, smoking's cool. Sorry, and the more <laughs> people you see do it, the cooler it looks. Yeah. So, like, I mean, uh, like if Dan Aykroyd smoking. I'm smoking. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, but like, 
PG-13. Mm-hmm. Let's throw mm-hmm. a couple cigarettes in there. Like, if you're a Russian hacker, come on. Come on. You got, you're doing right. it. You right. You know you're smoking. It's got to be dangling out in front yeah. of a, a black and green screen. Dangle <laughs> that cigarette, right? baby. Has anything <laughs> ever, dangle. like, looked cooler and then its next iteration was so lame? Like, the cigarette to the vape? <laughs> Like yeah. oh. vaping looks wow. so it is stupid. Real tough to look cool when you're vaping. <laughs> you yeah. don't look cool when you're vaping. Yeah. That's a wow, that's an insane question. Right? I, I think you have to be right. Yeah. Right. It looks it looks like you're sucking on your TV remote. <laughs> you look like an idiot. I assume you tell that to, to oven strength every time he does. <laughs> oh, I, I'm I make fun of him relentlessly. <laughs> not even about smoking just, yeah, just like, yeah, that's, that's, that's one of he the things. i just pretend he does because it's the <laughs> lamest thing he could do yeah. <laughs> oh god talk about him ripping sick rips <laughs> sick rips oh, sick, sick watermelon oh. rip <laughs> sick rip, bro he had one that made him smell like a porta potty recently. Oh, <laughs> and he was like, it's cucumber melon. I'm like, no, it's fucking urinal cake. Please stop. <laughs> urinal cakes. That's his new nickname. No more over strength. He's urinal cakes from here on out. <laughs> that poor guy. <laughs> oh God. Just, All right. <laughs> he's vaping. He's opened himself up to urinal cakes. Right. right. All right, Larry, we're never going to get through this episode. Larry's mad that he's got no credit. Uh, he says, I just want a pat on the back. And then uh, Palky says, sure, I'll give you one. And hits him so hard in the middle of the back. And I'm like, this made me shiver, my spine shiver with a, the bad back that I've got. I'm like, if anybody hit me like that in the back, I wouldn't walk for a week. He smacks him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh he goes into the office and no one mentions the story at all or how much work he did on it at all in the office. And then this weird dude comes in and he's trying to find Marshall and Walpole. And he talks to Balky and he's like, I need to find the guys who wrote this article. And Balky says, well, not many people know this, but Larry cracked the case. And he's like, good. I need to talk to you about that. And Balky says, this nice man wants to talk to you about the money in the washing machine. And he's like, okay, that article's full of half truths. Balky thinks the guy is is a fan of the article and a fan of Larry, which is a funny little bit at first. He thinks it's like, you're finally going to get the credit you deserve. But no, this guy's actually trying to kill us. Um, He says, I'm not leaving till I get my satisfaction. And he reveals that he's got bombs strapped under his coat. And we get the, oh, my Lord, catchphrase that never really caught on from Larry. Uh, the guy ties him up. And Larry's trying to get out of it. And he's like, I, I didn't do any research. I didn't do this. All I did was the spelling. That's all I did. My name's not even on there. And Bell keeps going. If it wasn't for Cousin Larry, the article never would have been printed. The guy, I okay. And then Larry says, can you tape his mouth shut? Then they argue about what type of knot should be used to tie them up, which is fun. Should you use a sheep shank knot? I used to sail. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> then he goes, you need to stop talking to this guy. He has 20 sticks of dynamite. And the guy just calmly turns around and goes, 24. 
<laughs> they are not purely decorative. That would constitute a bomb then, wouldn't it? Yes. Yes, it would. It's a bomb. <laughs> Valk is finally catching on. Um, he says, uh, Marvin Berman, and I did all the work and I got no credit. Um, and then Valky says, you need to go on a Club Med vacation. Va- Club Med, odd reference to make in, in the TJF yeah. world. Right. Uh, you're foreign, aren't you? I like that. I got that, that, that line got me. <laughs> That's what the, the terrorist says. You're yeah. foreign, aren't you? Uh, Gorpley comes out. I like this little bit where Gorpley comes out. He's like, what the, who are you? He's got a bomb, Gorpley, calm down. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Poo-poo's the fact that the guy's got a bomb. Oh, I love Gorpley. And then he reveals the bomb and he goes, oh my God, he does have a bomb. Gorpley's great in this. I've got four kids and a pregnant (laughs) wife at home. That's amazing. (laughs) Just this morning, we, you talked about how you were single. And then Corpley says, tape his mouth <laughs> to Balky. Uh, call the police and tell the news. If you could just uh, fix that timer. And he can't, he can't get the timer to work, the bomb uh, guy. And he's like, Balky keeps saying, you should have went to, what's the story? You should have went to Sal's or whatever. Oh, Why didn't you go to Sal's? So fucking funny. If only you had gone to Sal's, then you would have a, a reliable timer for your bomb. Um, Sal's motto? I mean, did you write it down? No, go ahead. Oh, it's, it's good. This is so good. I thought of, I, I, I actually tried to find a way to adapt it. <laughs> Their motto is if we don't have it, you don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put That's that on your mix. Put Perfect. that on your put that yeah, on your mailbox. Your new mailbox. Oh my god! I, <laughs> I'm gonna I mean, use it. Just you have to. Just watch. Somewhere Absolutely. in the next year, that is gonna appear somewhere. I love it. New York Comic Con's not that far away. <laughs> Make a giant banner of it with your. You have to have your picture on it though, like your finger pointing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy? I don't know. He doesn't know as much about Ty, as much as Ty over there That's though. <laughs> I'm just the face. Yeah, you should you should have a little starburst in the corner of the side that says just ask Ty. Or urinal cakes. Yeah. Or urinal cakes. <laughs> just ask Ty or urinal cakes. My crack squad. <laughs> oh boy. Uh Marvin, he forgets to set the timer at one point. Balky's like, uh, you need to, uh, you told me to, re- you, have, you have to set the timer. And Larry gets really mad. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Why would you tell him to set the timer? Well, he forgot. <laughs> no, he's going to blow us up. I'm just the accountant, but he demands recognition. He's the accountant behind the money laundering scheme. Um, he wants a retraction. And they're like, you know, if you're going to be a terrorist, you need to write down your demands. Like, what is, what are you doing? You just came in here with a, a live bomb and set a timer. You're not really like, you're not, you're not good at this. Uh, he goes into Gorpley's office to get a pen to write his notes down. And Larry tries to escape. And he's like, come on. 
and they keep turning the chair around and back and forth. Um, but he comes back out and they say, okay, well, you, you're innocent. You could just testify against your boss, get the credit and get off. Like you'll be all right. And then they say, you know what happens when with heroes? And he goes, people magazine. <laughs> sure. Why don't you untie us and turn your bomb off? And this is where he can't turn off now the timer. And they talk more about Sal's and how he should have gone to Sal's because if you need it, they've got it. Also, by the way, I like that all the police were out front. I actually thought we were going to get a Carl Winslow. Appearance. Yeah. It's a little oh, late, yeah, right, yeah. for Carl at this point. But he's still in Chicago, isn't right, he? Right, right. It would have been a great crossover. Right. Um, he doesn't know which wire. He He's now been sold. He doesn't know which wire to disconnect to get the bomb turned off. And he says he, he feels kind of sick. And then he falls down and passes out after he goes, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then he just falls backwards. Yeah. Um, and then Larry's like, fuck this. Let's get out of here. The bomb's about to go off. We're we're untied. We can go. And Balky's like, can't do it. You got to turn off the bomb. And he's like, I hate you for doing this. Why are you doing this? Got to save this guy. And then they argue about which wire to pull. And Balky pulls the correct wire and saves the day. And then we get Larry back at the apartment reading the story again. I like, though, it ends on the couch. <laughs> you know, Always ends on the couch. Something, something endearing about that. He's reading the paper and he's reading the front page story. And he is the guy who wrote the story this time. Mm -hmm. And um, Jennifer says, I'm so proud of your first front page story. And, and kisses Larry. And then Marianne goes... Oh, Balky, your first bomb defusing. I'm so proud of you. And then an aggressive makeout. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. He goes after that, that naive boy. Then uh, Jennifer gets up and she's like, oh, I got to get up early uh, to get to work tomorrow. I got to go. And Marianne's like, why? We don't have to be until nine. She, and Marianne go, or uh, Jennifer goes, well, managers have to uh, get in at seven. And Marianne gets pissed again. I kind of like, like you said, I, I wish we got a little bit more developed. Usually yes. I hate the B story on any of these shows. I kind of wish that got fleshed out a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, they argue and leave. And then uh, Larry finds out that the, the bomber who he said, you should write a book. I'll write it for you. Like, let us go. The book is going to be written by Marshall and Walpole. It's like, God <laughs> damn it. I've been passed up again. And Balky says, you got your name on the front page and you're still not happy about it? And he's like, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess things are going well. Uh, and then he's like, take a look at the end of the article. And it's at the end of the article, Balky yeah. contributed to this article. And he's like, my name's in the paper. And then he says, maybe someday we'll win a Pulitzer Prize together. And then they argue about whose name will go first. Yeah. When they win the Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> That's very Larry at the end. Uh, <laughs> can't let it go he just yep. gotta gotta get his name first appleton should be first <laughs> it's a good one yep yeah very yep. good yep was were bombs a thing in like the late 80s early 90s i think they were more seen as like i don't want to use the word quaint but i, I want to use like almost like an adventure if mm. somebody has a bomb around you like obviously past september 11th it took on a completely different connotation right. but before that it was like oh wow it's so weird like how how are we going to get out of this one as as opposed to something horrific yeah it's like a storyline that every show has yeah. i feel like yeah right well that yeah and like 
I don't know. This is an old man Greg lamenting how like like snowflakes and stuff. Like I I generally agree with this assessment, but like there's another episode, there's another like suicide episode of Perfect Strangers, and they have this bomb and like they were just being more flippant with this. Mm-hmm. Like this was like stuff you could mine for comedy. Yeah. Um. Whereas now I think you just cannot. Right. right. I mean, do I? I legitimately can't tell you a modern sitcom. Um. Is young yeah. Sheldon still on the air? <laughs> I don't know. Would, maybe. Can, does young Sheldon defuse a bomb and something? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right, though. Like, th- even the concept of bringing that into, like, modern TV is foreign to me. Like, I can't imagine it would yeah. fly nowadays. The only show I can remember talking about a bomb was Grey's Anatomy when I was in college. Oh, that Code Black episode. That's the only it's one a, I can think of, too. That's the only that's one I can bomb think of. I remember. That's the only one I can think of, but that was in like 2005 or six, maybe right. it was a while ago. Do they still have sitcoms? This is a real question. I don't <laughs> not. Is blackish still on the air? No, I think that's done. Uh, the, the teacher one is on, right? That's still oh, going. Right, oh, Abbott right. elementary. Yeah, yeah. I think that's still going and yeah. people like that. Okay. So they still um, exist. Uh, I'm told. <laughs> I'm told. There's so many streaming One, services too. They they probably have stuff. Oh, yeah. that's that is true. Like all these yeah. comedies have gone on. To, I was thinking about that today as well. That I couldn't decide whether it was Arrested Development or The Office that killed the like the oh. sitcom intro. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, because I genuinely I, I was watching the Family Matters one, and I just I don't know why this one hit me, but I was really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. You know, like just watching them dance and like do funny yeah. scenes and stuff from the show. Mm-hmm. And then again, I was trying to think when the last time I saw that is again, like the Big Bang Theory, they didn't do that, right? Like, no. I, legitimately, I feel like it was like, like Friends, like when mm-hmm. Friends ended in 2005, so did the intro montage of Wacky Antics. Yeah, yeah everything's kind of like. This is a, a way back, but Frasier had that like quick opening with a little song, a little ditty, and no like, clips, and and that's how everything is now. Yeah, I was yeah. say that's that's definitely the you know the prevalent style. Yeah. So you know the like I watch only murders in the building, which I think is a pretty funny show, um, but it's not really a sitcom. But even they have like the Frasier motif in the beginning. It's mm-hmm. just like some music and some some cartoons, and that's it. And it's not. Yeah, the sitcom funny theme intro is dead. I miss Long it. dead. Oh, I yeah. do too. That's why you never skip these intros. Absolutely not. Can't skip them. It's the best part of Full House. I do, although I was thinking the, the Family Matters intro is basically just having a moan about how things used to be better back in the day. Yeah, yeah. right. It's just like that's that's one of those things that absolutely never changes. Like. Mm-hmm. 55-year-olds always think things were better back in the day. Yeah. Even in 1993, they thought yep. things were better. All right. Moving on. Step by step. Season three, episode 21, The Case of the Missing Diary. When you double Karen... dipped on me. I'm sorry. I'm cutting you off. You double dipped on me. What? I said, let's do bomb episodes. But my initial idea was, let's do ones where they're in different times. Yes, yeah, that's right. A little double dip. Yeah. There you go. You double dipped mm-hmm. me. I got gotcha. you. I think there's another step. I think we did both step by step. We did, we did the Western one too. Yeah. So sorry about that. Uh, I bet there's more. 
<laughs> there might be another one. Step by step, seems to really enjoy that. Yeah. There's no way there isn't an episode where Frank goes to war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Frank goes to war. It's DJ in Vietnam. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, step by step, the case of the missing diary. When Karen accuses one of her siblings of stealing her diary, Cody writes a story about it in the style of a 1940s film noir. The name's Spud. Sam Spud. I'm a private detective. A Seamus. A gumshoe. I was just about to call it a day when fate threw me a curve. This was great. Yeah. The jokes per minute on this thing yes. was insane. Yeah. And on every level. Yep. Jokes. I, I didn't write down every joke. You no, might have you to couldn't. help me here. There's so many jokes. It was like, it's impossible to write them all down. There is a moment here where I was like legitimately shocked by how good something was and how much effort they put into. We'll get to when we get to it. I'll stop. Yeah. Here, but um, just real good. Like the whole premise works. Oh, it works so it, it, good. It did feel a little bit like it did feel a little bit like data on the holodeck. Yes. <laughs> yes. Data on the holodeck. Oh my god, it totally did. We start with Karen and Dana studying, and Karen screams there's a spider, and Al comes in and she's like, oh, come on, you two. I'm the I'm the, you know, I'm the tough one of the three girls. I'll kill the spider. Don't kill it. Put it outside and she's like okay sure i'll put it outside and then she scares the two of them and she decides oh, i'm gonna put it in dana's bed <laughs> uh cody is typing away cody's in college now i guess he's yeah. writing another one where he was in college yeah i think yeah. there's one where he like applies to get in and he gets in dana's class that's kind of a yeah, fun one right yeah yeah did we watch that one? I can't remember. The one Co- where they were they were at a coffee shop or something like that, and he was trying to hook her up. Oh, that was that yes, yes. But they I were at that. a college. I remember yeah. like just, and that was both of their college, so I remember that. Yeah, there's a good one where Cody, like, he's not as dumb as we think. Like, he gets into a class that's um, that Dana's in. She's like, "How the hell did you get in this class?" And I'm not, I'm not as dumb as you think I am. Uh, so here he is working on a creative writing course on a typewriter. Good lord. Uh. He's typing on a typewriter, which I guess just brings up the motif of, you know, the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and while he's typing, he's struggling to write his story. He keeps typing stuff, crumpling it up. He's got a million papers in front of him. Just like, can't figure out where I want this to go. And he's running on a typewriter. So every time he messes up, he's got to redo it again. Yep. Uh, Dana comes in and Karen's like, Dana, where's my diary? And that's all it takes. All it takes for Cody's like, perfect. Got it. Going to write a story about a 40s mystery. And that's how it it just quickly just goes right into it, which I think yep. was good, too. Like, yeah. we did, we're not waiting. It just goes straight into it. 
Right. It's like it's like, oh, that's a great setting for this thing. And then boom, we're right in in Cody's detective office in the forties. Yep. yep. We are in the big city in nineteen forty with Sam Spud. And he makes a million jokes, which I will yep. not be able to recount all of them. Very uh, naked gun. That's you know, exactly yeah. what I was thinking. That, yep. that yeah. type of humor and, and yeah. just the visuals, very naked gun. What's your favorite naked gun little bit? Like, mine oh. is, uh, I was like a midget at a urinal. I had to keep on my toes. Just the Enrico Palazzo <laughs> thing. <laughs> In naked, I think it's naked gun too, right? Enrico yeah. Palazzo, and then after he takes his umpire mask off, somebody in the crowd recognizes him, but as Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> that was real funny. It's been a long time since I've seen those movies. I couldn't They're wacky. They're fun. Uh, Sam Spud. Despite the OJ presence, yeah, they're still good. All right, OJ's in those. Yes, he is. He's in all three of them, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Sam Spud, he says uh, something about a sign that says, kick me. It's like I have a sign that says kick me on my back. Of course he does. He's a gum shoe. So he puts his feet up on the desk and he's got gum all over his shoe. Fate threw me a curveball. So he catches a fucking baseball. <laughs> like this is what this is. Yeah, right, right. Uh, enter a babe in distress. <laughs> it's Karen. Yep. Uh, are you Sam Spud? Yeah, of course I am. Why do you ask? Because you're the front of your door it says my name on the door no it doesn't it says dupes moss on the door yeah. <laughs> oh shit i put that on backwards yeah. <laughs> what's it's your name so that's like literally when we got to that joke i'm like that's what we're doing yeah. <laughs> right, right, gotcha. that's like right. 10 jokes i just i know named right there and i missed a bunch too uh what's your name miss kitty meow what were your parents thinking <laughs> Someone stole my diary. I needed to find it. How many obtuse angles are in a triangle? Mm. Two. Okay, I'll take the case. I don't work for peanuts, lady. Oh, okay. Well, I can pay in cashews. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. They must have had a ball make writing this. Oh, yeah. Whoever wrote this must have had so much fun. Just the who they assigned to play what character, I think, was also real fun. Perfect. Perfection. Yep uh kitty works at club sandwich (laughs) which is a singing and dancing club owned by a mobster but they don't sell sandwiches they only sell chili (laughs) (laughs) owned by frank who's who's playing the mob boss who looks awesome (laughs) just he's got the suit the mustache yep he looks ridiculous, and he's Frankie the Tuna Sandwich, who owns the club sandwich that only sells chili, if you're keeping a score. <laughs> uh, a performance comes on, and it's the three sisters, and it's the Andrews right. stepsisters, not the Andrews sisters. Um, and then JT. Oh, my God. This is great. <laughs> he's a, he's a showman. <laughs> JT comes out as the MC of the show. His name is Buddy Rimshot, <laughs> which is a name I want to use for oh, everything. God, yes. Buddy Rimshot. Mm-hmm. And I just kill him with the one-liners. Uh, Carol comes out being all hot. She's so, Mrs. Honeydew. I'm going to stop you right there. It took me a... I, I I'm ashamed to admit that it took me several minutes to realize that was Carol. Like Whoa. they did a wonderful job with her, you know, just the way she looks and make her like out of that right out of the forties type of hairstyle. I was, I 
it took a while. I'm like, I remember thinking to myself, like, who the hell is this? It's going to be weird talking to Ryan and Greg to try to figure out who this is. And then I realized, oh, shit, it's Carol. <laughs> it's Carol. Being yeah. all hot, Mrs. Honeydew. She sings. We get Carol singing a bunch in this show. Mm-hmm. It's always fun. She sings. The background band. We've got nothing for Brendan to do, which is this <laughs> cracked me up. We have nothing for him to do. Did you watch... My wife and I could not keep our eyes off of his performance in the background. Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. hysterical. It, it was, was just like him, like tinking on one key. Yeah, like, he's supposed to be uh, playing uh, piano, uh, and the piano does not match what he's doing. He's like, <laughs> was he the piano player in the old West? He one? was yes. the piano player. I'm glad you mentioned that. I was gonna have. And I he was he was bad in that as well. But yes, this he time was. he's just like, <laughs> what are you doing back there, man? Man, he is. Oh my god. If he's not in the basement at this point, he's at least three steps in down. We have nothing for him to do. Make yeah. him play piano in the background. He gets one he doesn't even get a line. He get, they look at him at one point and he's like, eh. or you know, he like makes one facial expression. That's right. it. Uh Miss Honeydew walks over to Frank and he's getting ready to pour some wine or champagne or something, and he pops his cork. Yeah. As soon as she walks up, he pops his cork. And he goes, your set looks great. And it's just zoomed in on her boobs. Right. He's like his face and her boobs with her boobs. Yeah. Your set looks great. I mean, your set was great. Uh, Frank and Sam Spud talk about uh, the the case that he's working on. He's like, what brings you? What brings you to my club? Sam Spud, a 38 Buick. (laughs) Jesus Christ. He says, did you steal a diary? And the big tuna Frank goes, I might be a dirtbag crook, but I draw the line of diaries. That's <laughs> too much. It's too far for me as a mob boss. Um, he Then uh, Cody, who's Sam, he goes after a nun who walks by and he goes, wipe that holier than thou look off your face. I got questions for you. Uh Frank pays JT and I think Brendan and somebody else. He's like, they're like, we didn't get paid. And he's like, here, here, take five bucks. And they're like, only five bucks. That's it. He goes, that's a down payment on a house in 1940. Get out of here. That's a lot of money back now. (laughs) So much money. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) I like that joke. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carol walks in and catches Frank. This is great. What a great moment. Catches Frank and he gets, she's looking good again. And he completely breaks character and goes, honey. Whoop. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and goes back into the mob boss voice. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, this show is so much fun. Like this, I mean, fun. step by step typically always is, but this particular show is just fucking bonkers. I love it. It was, it gets even weirder. There's so much more. Uh, Carol says, I can't join you. I think three's a crowd. Or uh, somebody oh says three's God. a crowd. And she's like, I always thought three was company because mm. three's company was the show she was on before this. We oh get a little God. rim shot from an audible uh, rim shot. An yeah, audible I rim shot. Fucking died yep. at this. But what I loved about it too is like when JT was doing his shtick, the rim shot was like close because he was closer to him. It was louder. It was like this rim shot was like in the distance. Yeah, it was yeah. just soft enough where you felt like somebody heard it and had to give her the rim shot. Real good, so good. Carol has to explain what a motive is to Cody, who's the investigator. Al says, "Real she's- funny." 
what's a motive? You're the investigator. And and like, yeah, what's a diary? <laughs> or like where and then he explained what a diary was though. <laughs> Al is not a part of the family. She's leaving to go play baseball for the Detroit Tigers. She's got her suitcase packed, and that's when she trips and falls, and the suitcase flies open and a bomb falls out. Here we go. There you a go. Ticking time bomb, 1940s style bomb falls out, and the diary falls out. And then Cody walks over and calmly picks up the dynamite sticks and just whoo, throws it over his shoulder and it explodes in the background. And nobody nobody pays any mind to a bomb in the suitcase. Connected. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we How got it. How did you find this as a bomb episode? Ryan? Okay, so I googled like every episode of every show. I was trying to find a clueless episode. It's been a while since we did that. And so I oh my kept... god, shared defusing a bomb. <laughs> it would be hilarious, right? <laughs> it should have happened. That Fake would be dad. just or new dad. That's how we got new dad. Yeah, the, right. unf... yeah. <laughs> the unfortunate part about Googling clueless bomb episode is everyone is like, this is a bomb episode. Like yeah. <laughs> describe the clueless episodes. Mm -hmm. Like, oh really? No, it says it's about fashion. Okay. Anyway, so I googled uh step by step is there a bomb in a step by step episode and this episode kept coming up missing diary missing diary missing diary and i would read the description and be like there's nothing in there about a bomb so i finally just watched it straight up without taking notes i'm like i gotta find this bomb and i had i was like fast forwarding through it like where the fuck is this bomb <laughs> finally i i did it twice or maybe three times i went through because i was fast forwarding and i yeah, was yeah. missing it so it's so fast finally i saw it and i was like there is a bomb but it's only in here for like a second it's okay but it's real silly in this episode yeah, it's hilarious yeah, so you gave us it. this episode so that's it's a great episode yeah, so. right uh al has the diary so she says it's not my fault and i've been framed where are you taking me and Cody says, you'll find out after these commercial messages. Uh, back at his investigative office, he goes, I sent the lab or I sent the diary to the lab. And then Mark comes in okay. as a German scientist. At this point, it had dawned on me. We had not seen Mark. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'm down for this. <laughs> and boy, what a great job he did. He, he did so a good. great job. Yep. Uh, everyone has fingerprints oont except yours mm -hmm. oont mine <laughs> uh, then Cody's confused and he's like well maybe I stole the diary but how is that possible I should put a tail on myself so he puts an actual tail on his butt <laughs> walks around for a while with a tail on his back and then he says that he's going to sing karaoke. <laughs> and he sings for a little bit on a little karaoke machine. Uh, we get more Brandon playing piano really badly. Uh, Sam Spud is going to reveal the person who stole the diary. He knows it's not Al now. And he says, because uh, Al's had no finger. Somehow she had no fingerprints on the diary, even though she had the suitcase. So anyway, he goes through everybody in the family and he's going to give, you know, the Sherlock Holmes thing where he's like, you did this and that, but you're not the killer. So he goes up to Dana. He's like, you have a motive. You have a chip on your shoulder. And he removes a 
potato chip off her, sh- <laughs> off her, her shoulder and he goes, but you didn't steal it. Uh, and, and he's like, that was just a practice guess. That got me just... so hard. <laughs> a detective movie. Like, no, that's just my practice one. That was my, my practice guess. Yeah, right, my my practice real one. guess is JT, because you really want to sing in an all-girl band wearing high heels. And then JT goes, you're right. I do want to sing in an <laughs> yes. all-girl band wearing high heels, but I didn't steal the diary. <laughs> And then it pans to Frank and oh, I was very surprised they didn't <laughs> what go handed with that. I actually I like that they kept that. It's like, yeah, I really do. And then it just like left it. I thought that was like, great. yep, okay. Yeah, right. I think is it Frank or somebody goes like, oh, but that's what you want to do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, okay. Out of the norm for this era. Right. So, I think he's so like, you do look great in heels. Yeah, right. He's like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> you would look great in heels. Uh, I just love it. He's like, that's a practice guess, but my real guess is JT. Uh, he moves to Frank and Frank's like, I didn't do it. So then he moves around and he goes, show business will chew you up like Eric Estrada. Ooh, woof. I met Eric Estrada once. Ooh, how was he? he? Nice guy. He was just sitting there, probably pretty unthrilled that I came up to him. <laughs> Was that a pool in Disney World? What yeah. did you talk to him about? Did you talk said, to him hey, about? Uh... I really like chips, and he said, "Hey, thanks, man." And that was my experience with Eric Estrada. That's not bad. It could be worse. He could have spit at you. In my defense, I really like chips. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't joking. I really yeah. like chips. Yeah, right. That was in in Disney World. Yeah. Is that Pizza the same Gold. Disney World trip? That... Yeah, right. I mean, maybe. Geez, oh my god! Greg's dad. Oh dad, I don't respect him. Greg's dad's finest moment. <laughs> Eric Estrada's my new dad. <laughs> These right, won't leave us alone. He's alone. He's already gone. <laughs> dad, wait up! <laughs> oh god! Uh. <laughs> you getting the sidecar ready? He's getting the sidecar ready. <laughs> <laughs> A blimp just lands. Uh, was Orlando the hot boy uh, blimp? Yeah, the hot boy blimp right. just lands. Just looking around for you. Uh, you're protecting your daughter. Oh, my daughter. Yeah, that's right. I have a secret daughter. It's Al, of course. And she goes, "Are you my father?" Oh my god! <laughs> Great bit. Yeah. And then he uh, and he's like, "Yeah, you are my daughter." And and she yeah. goes, "Cool, I'm a mafia princess." <laughs> Uh, and then he goes to somebody else i forget who it is and he's like you did it and then the person goes i didn't steal it he goes no you didn't but i'm narrowing it down now (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) Uh, then he goes eeny meeny miny mo with the people remaining and then carol's like i get enough i did it which means that she tried to murder al (laughs) because she put dynamite in her suitcase Mm -hmm. Uh, she confesses, and then somebody says, I think it's Cody, why would you do something so awful and yet so complicated? <laughs> uh, and then she says, what am I supposed to do when I get pushed out of singing and uh, being an entertainer? What? What am I going to do? Sell exercise equipment? Big laugh. What am I going to do my own talk show? Big laugh. Good jokes. Yep. Uh, and that's how it ends. And then... Uh, 
Al comes down and she stole the diary. She had it the whole time. She's like, I found your diary and uh, ooh, I found out this and this and this about you. And Karen chases her out. And then Cody says, I've got another idea for a story. Case of the dead stepsister. I feel like that old babe from Mur- Murder, She Wrote. And then a classic step-by-step ending. We get the girls singing again. Like, yes. uh, yeah. The, we always get the song. If there's a song in the show where the girls are singing, we get the full version at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you're right. Yeah. Wow. What a good one. Oh, this man. is a, this was so fun. See, this is see what happens, Ryan, when you don't kill us with Full House. Like, <laughs> look how much joy we have. <laughs> There's too much joy in this episode. You're not going. I went what? outside today. <laughs> this is too happy. <laughs> Takes Greg months to get over babies in boxes or babies in baths, so he can finally oh. go outside again. Oh my god, he hasn't left the house since the last episode. I know, I showered and everything. <laughs> Thank you, Cody, for reinvigorating uh, my my joy in my heart. See, these these episodes were fun. Yeah. You know, when you think about TJF, you think fun, and then you watch yeah, them now, and you're like... The spirit's like the threat of a bomb. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely our most uplifting episode. Yeah. The, the threat of a bomb, the stepmother trying to kill the stepdaughter. Let's blow right past that. It's fine. Oh, that I I just thought that was a lot of fun. I don't know if it's the most technically greatest episode of all time on TGF, but it's just fun. I just had a ball for this episode. It was every joke I thought was funny. I love to see what play on words they threw out next. Just fun just it's another example of them using everybody so yes. well in the episode right. except for brendan because what can what you do, do, with do with brendan? i mean they used him as well as they could right yeah. i mean i thought it was hilarious watching him fake play piano should have handed him the bomb and told him to keep walking <laughs> hold the suitcase real quick hey run oh, this no. outside for me real quick <laughs> oh no in the basement oh all right our final episode is Family Matters, Season 3, Episode 1, entitled Boom. Steve steals a monkey from a lab <laughs> and hides him in the Winslow's house. I read that description. I'm like, am I watching the right episode? Lieutenant Murtaugh forces Carl to use a state-of-the-art treadmill to get in shape while not realizing one of his enemies has wired it with a bomb. You're gonna have to try to disarm the bomb ourselves. Okay. Can you get the top off the console? Uh, yeah. There's a there's a screwdriver blade in my Swiss Army knife. You know my brother was a demolitions expert in the United States Marine Corps. Oh really? Well, I wish he was here. No, I think we're better off without Stumpy. Lieutenant Murtaugh back on the scene. Yeah. He did a lot of episodes. We we thought it was like a quick, quick arc, but he did yeah, what, seems like it. twenty or thirty of them. He did a bunch. We start on Geraldo Faldo. I like him. I always like I always like his work. He's always good. Carl comes downstairs and he's mad about exercise. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta fucking exercise. Eddie is wearing the weirdest clothes. I, he always has weird clothes. <laughs> this may like be the weirdest answer from a D'Angelo video. Yes. <laughs> oh, he looks like a Chippendale. Like yeah. got lost. Tony, Tony, Tony Tone video. <laughs> He's got a sleeveless button-up shirt. He's got suspenders. 
He's got a bow tie. He's got slacks, but one of them is tucked into a sock into his pants, but not the other one. <laughs> it just I just wish I could see him more in this episode, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. this is pretty much all we get. Carl goes, describe my body. <laughs> so you want to tell your kid, you want to ask your kids, <laughs> describe my body. And they both say like wide load, husky, fat. <laughs> uh, he's like, well, I got to go exercise. The lieutenant wants me to go do this. Laura is just standing there and like, do you want to, Laura, you want to come with us to whatever? And he, she goes, no, I'm just enjoying the silence of not having Urkel one single moment where Urkel's not here. (laughs) Like, okay, well we can, we can agree with that. She's like, no, you don't understand. Cute guys avoid me because he's always around. He's ruining my life, but they're going to get married soon. Uh, And then all of a sudden a monkey walks in and orangutan walks in. So little insight into my life. I, fucking love orangutans they are my really? favorite animal i will watch orangutan youtube videos all day if i could i, I was wow love them i was about to say that i fucking hate when they put a fucking monkey oh. in a television show disagree oh Strong my god mark if what was, yep if it was a filthy gorilla or if it was a horrible reese's monkey no but an orangutan 100 wow. i am on board wow no fucking way although i did see a tiny little monkey once at a zoo pick up a leaf and look like it was reading it like a book (laughs) that melted my heart right okay (laughs) tiny little book (laughs) no way are you you're being serious i love orangutans i absolutely like i said this is it was fun that it was here but i will watch orangutan videos left and right i got there's somewhere around here there's an orangutan stuffed animal because i adopted you know nicole got me an adopted orangutan thing from the world wrestling federation whatever it was wildlife federation um so <laughs> something's back there with an orangutan absolutely i love him as much uh, as pink flamingos well he's watching me he's oh, okay that's not a friendship that's yeah a, yeah no it's this else. is a very business relationship I have. <laughs> we're trying to get all the references in one episode <laughs> a few more to go uh eddie says what if your dream guy could walk in right now laura when you least expect it. And then the monkey walks in, of course. Uh, and then Waldo, like Waldo is usually stupid and not, not even on planet earth, but he comes to life here for a moment. He goes, all right, you two kids, make sure you get home before midnight tonight. And he like high fives that he's like, yeah, I got one. Finally, <laughs> a real person. <laughs> I'm not just making harmonica jokes in the basketball court. Urkel comes what running in. What a joke in. that was. <laughs> a great joke. Great moment. Urkel chases down the orangutan and he's like uh, introducing him to everybody. And he's like, okay, Lowell, this is Waldo. He's in evolutionary terms a few million years behind you. <laughs> Which I thought was good. Um, then Lowell, he fools Waldo with a fake handshake. <laughs> and Waldo gets sad. Like, oh, I'm dumb again. Why do you have this guy? He was, I stole him from the science lab because he was testing discount parachutes. (laughs) 
He has to be kept on the lam until Monday morning when I can get him on a to a zoo. Okay. <laughs> sure. Great. Carl walks into the gym and talks to Lieutenant Murtaugh, and Murtaugh's like, What'd you eat before you came here? And he's like, Nothing. And he's like, You smell like syrup. It's like, all right, I had one waffle. And then Murtaugh goes into this long speech about like this is how I got so, you know, yeah. promoted and I did all these great things. And Carl goes, sir, I have a family. I don't need to hear this anymore, which I feel like is a good way to good yeah. thing for you, Greg. Maybe we can get out some conversations. Yeah, with, right. Sir, I have a family. I need, I can't do this. <laughs> I, I like that unprompted though. That. Sir, sir, please. I have a family. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have time for this. Uh, can we get on with it? Murtaugh shows off this treadmill and he's like, this helped me catch the Boston bomber. And he makes fun of Carl for being fat. And then Carl's like, please don't make fun of my weight anymore. And he's like, okay, fatty, get on the treadmill. <laughs> and Carl's like, all right, fine. Treadmill's automated. And Lieutenant Murtaugh goes, it's like, what is your, what is your name? And he's like, code name stallion. <laughs> and Carl's like, Ugh, what a douchebag uh he's like why why stallion and lieutenant morita goes oh it's only a, a nickname i picked up in a moment of passion when i was young and alone yeah, right. and then they just cut the commercial right. <laughs> <laughs> what? There. i love that though how did you get a nickname yeah, that right. you didn't give yourself for a hot passionate moment alone boyette must have been out of the office that day <laughs> miller, miller was miller. Pissed. roger put it on his desk just right on and he slid it right off into the into the script guys roger knows what he's doing just let it go oh, Look, when roger God. wants to make a bait and joke we let him cook <laughs> let roger cook that's one of his top things masturbating jokes that's right Oh, God. Urkel climbs into a tree and sneaks into Laura's bedroom. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, God. what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine waking up and seeing anyone in your bedroom aside Ooh. from people you live with? I would either have a heart attack and die or yeah. go into full kill mode. One or the other. Oh, this my God. This ruined Steve Urkel for me. <laughs> he's not just I mean, a funny, cute guy. He's a right, creep. said it before, but... 2023 does not look at Steve Urkel kindly. No. 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 Uh, he says to the orangutan, yo, I got dibs on Laura. Find your own girl. Creepy. Oh, my. Uh, she's She wakes up and says, why are you in my room? She handles it well. <laughs> Get out. This is probably not the first time this yeah. has happened to her. Yes. Urkel says, my dad ordered me to get rid of Lowell. Because he got a hold of my dad's credit cards and bought a ceramic Lee Trevino, which I thought was a funny joke. The yeah. golfer Lee Trevino in ceramic. I have no idea why. I, why is this thing? in here? Lee Trevino is the funniest golfer to reference, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because he's, he's in. Um, isn't he in um, that Adam Sandler movie? And just like standing around, Lee Trevino's oh, in that yeah, movie. Oh yeah, 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 right. Isn't he right. in that a ton? Yep. Uh, 
Happy Gilmore. He just like he, at one point when the when Carl Weathers dies, he's standing outside right by the body. It's like he makes a face. <laughs> he's like, "Don't do it, Lee Trevino. I know." Can Lowell crash here tonight? I guess for one night only. But I need to be in my bed. She turns around. Lowell's in the bed. Uh, then we see Steve paying hush money to the other kids. Yeah, we get to see the. Is this the first time we've seen that other the other daughter? It's been a minute since we've seen her. I don't remember ever doing an episode. Maybe the pilot. I think we saw her in the pilot. She right. She was in the pilot. You're yeah, right. Yeah, but not a lot. So she was there getting money. Richie's getting money, and then Laura comes down and says, "Lowell's ran away. She's gone. He's gone in the house somewhere." And then we get a, a bit where Rachel comes down in her robe and she's like, "Had a weird nightmare. I was on a date with Denzel Washington, but when I woke up, an ape kissed me on the mouth." And Harriet's like, you got some problems, girl. You got some problems. Uh, you need to stop eating meatball sandwiches before you go to bed. <laughs> what in the world? Is that because she works at the diner or something? I don't know. Lowell comes down like he's Carl. I thought this was funny. Where yeah. He like trudges down like Carl and sits at the table and, and uh, gets the newspaper. And then Rachel sits down and thinks it's Carl. But then Lowell drops the paper and she's like, Ugh. she's like, the coffee's not working. <laughs> Something's wrong. I better call a doctor. I'm seeing an ape. It's really Carl, but I'm seeing an ape. <laughs> <laughs> I need a doctor. I'm seeing apes. <laughs> Harriet thinks it's Carl as well. <laughs> he's like, oh, you want waffles? And he's like, you can hear uh, Lowell grunting behind the paper. You see Carl is back at the gym. Uh, and then he has to run, but he has to say stallion to get the program to start. And this is hilarious. He's whispering stallion. So no one can hear him in the gym. And then this machine's like, I don't understand you. And it's like, it's stallion. All right. And everyone turns around and sees that he's got to say that. And then the machine says, Hey, it's nitro Newton, the Boston bomber. I put a bomb in the treadmill. Ha ha ha. If you step off, you'll blow up. Why was it the Boston bomber? I don't know. Because they're yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know. How did he get I, out? You know, I, I can't think of a alliteration for this a C, but and explosions. But like, why would why would the lieutenant catch the Boston bomber? And then why is the Boston bomber here? Right. Assuming he caught him when he lived in Boston, he caught. Yeah. Why is he out of jail? Yeah. Anyway, this bomb thing goes off, and none of the other cops leave the gym. They're all still working out like nothing's wrong. Look, they're dedicated to their craft. <laughs> if they stop working out, they have to go out and actually do their job, <laughs> which we all know is not police's strong point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just let people run over mailboxes. <laughs> you blast your quads and you go home. Right. <laughs> blast some quads. Uh, Lieutenant Murtaugh. He's like, get me Lieutenant Murtaugh uh, and get out of here because it's going to kill anyone in here. Um, And then Carl thinks about it. He's like, wait, no, everybody should leave. And it would kill Murtaugh if he was here, too. Yeah, make sure he comes back. <laughs> he's like, I don't care if he dies. It's his fault. Fuck so him. seeing this, by the way, the second time, I like the Murtaugh carl dynamic i think they play yeah. off each other really well yeah this this bit is saves it 
because the episode's a little wonky and then their bit the the bomb bit saves it um carl's running on the treadmill and he can't stop and he's like i feel good i feel good i feel good but if it speeds up i'm gonna die (laughs) murtaugh comes in is like what's wrong he's like there's a bomb in this thing it's your fault where's the bomb squads and he's like all the bomb squads are busy (laughs) 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 all the bomb squads are busy uh carl says you gotta take my place i'm running out of gas here like just jump on and i'll jump off and murtaugh doesn't want to do it (laughs) it's like "Ah, i got some problems i can't really do it so he forces murtaugh on to run on the treadmill and immediately murtaugh pulls up lame because he has a cramp so carl has to take his place Mm -hmm. but he starts crawling like a baby on it because he can't run carl with some i mean he's always he's done this before too but the physical comedy yeah. of this was great he did a wonderful job so funny and then uh murtaugh goes it's too bad my brother's not here he's an expert in bombs from the marine corps and carl goes i wish he was here and then murtaugh goes no i think we're better off without stumpy here <laughs> oh my god uh murtaugh has to defuse the bomb and Carl goes, you know, you should do yellow because yellow is mellow. And eventually Murtaugh freaks out, but he does pull the wire and the machine shuts off and they're like, we're not dead. How'd you know which wire to pull, Carl? I guessed, Murtaugh. <laughs> I fucking know. I guessed. Then Murtaugh passes out from fear. <laughs> Just collapses. <laughs> Uh, we go back to Lowell and Steve. They're trying to go to the zoo, but Lowell won't go. He's dressed up like Steve now. It's getting weirder. He's literally dressed up. He has glasses and a vest and everything. Single white orangutan. (laughs) And then they say, I'll miss you. And they hug it out. Uh, and then Carl comes in and he's like, it's been a, a long day. It's been a long day. After that, no stress can really affect me. I'm fine. And she's like, no, you should take a nap. You just went through a near-death experience. Like, you should probably just chill out. And he sees the monkey, and he sees Steve, and he just looks at her and goes, yeah, I'll take that nap now. (laughs) Wake me up before Christmas happens. Oh, this is a good one. Yep. It's a good one. But I don't know if it's as... But here's the thing: in other it's like episodes that we've done, this would definitely be top one or two. So, oh, it would be, you yeah. know. No, this was a, this was a stellar crop of shows. Yeah, really, um, really good. One of I, our best. I would go so far as to say. Yeah. The yeah. the actual bomb diffusing moment and then getting on and off the treadmill that was so well done. I was I I was really into that. I I was invested in how they were going to solve this this problem. So. Uh, great job there. The 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 you know the orangutan story definitely a a lower tier B story, but the bomb yeah. actual focus of this that, that was wonderful. They did a great job. Is the orangutan story the A story or the B story? I couldn't That's tell. B, By the end, story. I was like the the bomb story is kind of a takes a backseat. Yeah, I bit. feel like it got way more. I, I I do actually think the bomb story was the B story. Wow, but okay. it's definitely way more memorable because every every piece of media from 1978 to 
1998 had an, a monkey in it. Yeah, right. So it yeah. just, I feel like Burt Reynolds had a monkey movie and Clint mm-hmm. Eastwood had a monkey movie and Tom Hanks had a monkey movie. Sylvester Stallone had a monkey movie. They're all in a monkey movie. It's old fucking news. <laughs> it's all a monkey movie. It's all a monkey movie now. It was the three monkey decades. <laughs> you need a you need a monkey companion, Greg. We call it the monkey. I have era. him. I have him. He's hired, and he smells like urinal cakes. <laughs> <laughs> if you came into your store one day and saw an orangutan sitting behind the counter, yeah. Who would, first off, who would you blame? Oh, Ty. Okay. Oh, there's no way. There's it's no way I think make that happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has uh. the means and the motive. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the tools. He's got the talent. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> All right. Should we talk about this one or do the, go to the rankings? Uh, uh, there's not much to say. Yeah, um, really All right. Let's do I our think, top four. Yeah. Let's do our, uh, we can talk about see. it in the my, top four. Uh, my number, number four, four? Uh, is this episode yeah. of Family Matters. Mine too. I thought, yeah. again, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, Lots of funny jokes. I think Laura was great in this episode. I don't think we really mentioned how great she was. Yeah. Tremendous, tremendous child actor. Like she's the owl of Family Matters. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but you know, a smidge joke light. I, I know Mark's super high on orangutans. They don't do much for me. <laughs> you know, like bottom, bottom five TV animal companions. <laughs> Could have been a penguin. Could have scored a ten out of ten. Instead, they went monkey. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying I'm pro orangutan in real life. If not in shows, I mean, I'm on not a TV show. Anti orangutan. I'm... <laughs> I'm not saying let's get you know grab your sword. We're going hunting. orangutan <laughs> <laughs> hater. The biggest disagreement on this show is yeah. orangutan based. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't I, in television only. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they're not great actors. So it's, it's a stick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh God. If I'm not going to give Brendan a pass, I'm not going to give Dimitri who did a better job a pass. Who did a better job, Lowell or Brendan, in this I set mean, of Lowell. episodes? Oh yeah. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Way more. Lowell hit his marks. <laughs> Look, I could conceivably believe that Lowell could play a piano better than Brendan. <laughs> I performed by Lowell the orangutan. <laughs> what if they just replaced Brendan with Lowell? Oh my for god, the rest of the series it would make an episode, a great episode even better. Yeah, <laughs> I think my favorite "It's Always Sunny" joke is when they're retelling the episode with the McPoyles at the Halloween oh, yeah. party, yeah, yeah, yeah. and <sighs> D is more and more of a bird as yes. the episode goes on, yeah. and then by the end, it's an actual ostrich. <laughs> right? Yeah. Shut up, D. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. I was oh explaining to somebody today the episode where they go into the insane asylum. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dead, right? Sinbad and right? Rob Sinbad Thomas. And Rob oh, yeah. Thomas. Rob Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rob Thomas. Sing a couple bars. Shut up. Because <laughs> you Sinbad's bitch. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. But the Carl part, Carl's great. And I got to say, yeah, that Carl on the treadmill is so good. I was yeah. kind of cool with Mar- Murtaugh, too. Like, yeah, I, I he agree was with good. Greg. This is number four, but this is like, this is a strong draft class. Like, if, yeah. if this was any other year, yeah. Yeah. this, this, this is would still be like one a or two. seven out of ten for me. Yeah, right. Yes. Good. That. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, I really like that. All right, number th- uh, we all agree. Number three. This is this is tough. Uh, I am. I'm gonna go Perfect Strangers. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, I thought about that. That guy, the bomb guy. Not great. Not great. No. And that guy's in other stuff. Like he's yeah. good in other stuff, but just I wasn't compelled. And mm. you know, as Mark said, this is a strong draft class. Mm-hmm. Like it is. It's a good episode. Larry's insane in it. It's been a while since I think we've had a really great Larry episode. And I think this one was like way up there. Um, but as a whole, it, this was relatively cookie cutter as far as Perfect Strangers episodes go. Balky was nice in a mm-hmm. situation where he shouldn't have been. Mm. And Larry was stressed out. <laughs> Hi, Jinxon Sue. Yeah. I- I'm going to preface. I-, I have Perfect Strangers 3 as well. I really was. In, mm. I, I felt like Balky didn't have enough meat on the bone on this one. Like he didn't, he, you know, even though he was obviously supposed to be like the nice guy or play a straight man to Larry going insane because of all the shenanigans going around him. I felt like all of his jokes were just like slightly lower than they usually are. They didn't quite land as regularly as I'd like them to. They were still funny. They were still really good. He's still amazing as an actor. Um, I just. It, 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 once again, this is like an eight out of ten. You know, we were just talking about the last one being seven out of ten. This is yeah. eight out of ten. Um, just, I, I like the other two a little bit better, so I put yep. that at three. Ryan, where are you at? I had Boy Meets World three, and I struggled okay. with this as well. I just they're so close. They're so they're both great. They're so close. I just like Perfect Strangers as a show better than Boy Meets World most I, of the I time. I certainly agree with you. I like um, being with those characters more. It's see, uh, okay. Yeah, it's just a slight edge for that. So, so your number two, mine is Boy Meets World. Okay. Um, I, once again, I, I, you mentioned actually in something interesting, Ryan, where you said like you, you'd rather be with the perfect strangers characters. Mm. And ninety nine out of a hundred, I would say yes. But season one, Boy Meets World, I love these guys, and I love yeah. the development that they were in, that they started on, the trajectory they started on before everyone started eating lead paint and they got stupid <laughs> because this is how I want to remember this show. Um, very fondly Feeny. Excellent. Excellent. And Sean, I mentioned it right at the beginning of the show. This was like his best acted episode yeah. of the entire series that we've seen so far. Really well done. I, I, I was so better than when he accidentally became an alcoholic in what he took one <laughs> right. sip and right. became an alcoholic Woo! Oh, God. I'm drunk. <laughs> what's the devil's lettuce version of booze oh, is God. there is there a fun phrase uh yeah um i uh, taken taken in context because i can't i really can't ignore that um because this is still a bit of a kid show so like mm. you know but this was like the perfect melding of like kind of inspirational, kind of a life lesson. Like, look, when if you're when you're a kid, you think the world is always going to end with everything you do. But like mm-hmm. your parents, they love you. And, you know, within reason, yeah, it's better to be honest and suffer the consequences than it is to, you know, run away from home and join the circus or whatever Alan did. Um <laughs> But but like not only did I think that the the morals were good for that twelve to fifteen demographic, uh, I thought it was hysterical. Yeah. Like I thought 
every single character, this was the best version of that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the, if, if I think that's what you just said, Mark. Like, I th- Eric was, you know, he's still not bright, but like, he's yeah. not an idiot either. He's that, he's that older brother who has two extra years, so he knows just enough more to hold it over your head. And like, Morgan was funny. And I thought Alan was great and the mom was great in this. Like Alan's not a dick in this episode, which he later becomes. Um, <laughs> Feeny's great, like makes jokes, but still serious. Yeah. Uh, Good points from Feeny. I also felt like this episode was jam packed. Mm-hmm. Like there's a ton of stuff that happened in that episode. And it felt like a really dense 22 minutes to me. Hmm. Okay. Does that mean we all agree as our number one is the step-by-step episode? Yeah. Oh my God. It doesn't, it doesn't quite fulfill the bomb thing. Really? But it doesn't matter. Bomby episodes. Yeah. Right. Just wacky all the way through. And just like the, like you said, you know, three minutes in that you're going to go on a ride and you know what the rest of the episode is going to be. You know what the style is going to be. And you just want to see everybody. How are they going to get Mark in here? You know, how are they going to make, what is, what's Dana going to look like? What's, what's Carol and Frank's character. Like, I love that. I was looking forward to every minute of this episode. So number one, I mean, just yeah. one of the best ones we've ever seen on the show. Agreed. Wow. Like wow. not only was it just a straight up funny episode, but like it legitimately played on like noir tropes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, you know, it was an actual send up to these things. Mm-hmm. The, the cowboy episode was very similar. Yes. Like yeah. I thought yep. the cowboy episode was great too. It was like somebody on that writing staff, probably Roger. Mm-hmm. He likes to be Roger. He really knows his like, <laughs> you know, his film history. Right. Very creative, very creative, and I, I respect that. So yeah, no, excellent. And also yep. Frank got to act. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I just Frank is so fucking good. It's funny mm-hmm. when you see the actual actors in these shows, Feeney, Frank, mm-hmm. uh, Carol. Yep. Like when when there's like people who have been acting for a long fucking time in like serious roles. They're just so much better. I know. And it's everyone else. Yeah. Really start. You know what they're doing. They're not kids either. Right. Right. To be fair, you know. So yeah, this was this was just an awesome episode. Mm -hmm. And it could have it 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 like was right on the edge. Like it could have gone either way. You know, because like that that type of joke, that sort of like punny like you know uh parody farcical humor that naked gun humor like we're talking about like when it's done right it's insane but mm-hmm. like it could very easily tip into that like scary movie four territory mm. you want to uh, be and, scary movie two not scary movie right four. exactly <laughs> exactly um and i think this you know this this stayed true and that kudos i mean great episode yep yep i love the meta jokes too like those pop oh, me yeah. big right that three company, company joke yes. fucking yeah. killed me the i was exercise equipment time. i had to joke. sit down <laughs> i replayed it because i thought it was so good i'm like i just want to make sure i hear that one more time uh mark as the uh, german scientist yes uh, he was that so was good, good at that yep right 
But like I said, Carol, I couldn't believe that. I It took me so long to realize that was her. You know, give props to the stage and makeup here, too, because they did a wonderful job setting the scene. Yeah, and it's all very simple stuff. Like, yep. nothing is over the top here. Yep. I mean, it's all over the top. But, like, yeah, well, the, the yeah, set I, design, I mean, is just very standard, boring. You and know, we got to down. hear the girls sing. I'm a sucker for hearing those three sing. <laughs> girls with guitars. Banger. They did it. Yep. Okay. All right. We did it. We ranked them. We did all the bomb episodes. Put them in the correct order. Yeah. Now yeah. we've got. Well, now you have a surprise for me. Now yes. we have a surprise for you, Killer Greg. We have the next topic. Mark, do you want to reveal the next topic for yes. for our uh, so for our friend here? This was actually on our other podcast. Uh, I think it was after we finished recording. I think it was after the yeah, end. Yeah. And we were mentioning what we were doing the next day recording we recorded yesterday for for pod and long uh cheap plug there and uh our other co-host drew uh met, heard we were doing this today he goes did you ever do the family matters episode where eddie almost lost his virginity because he remembered that one so <laughs> we didn't and number one that gets eddie involved because we love that we're gonna do virginity episodes oh that's the good that's good. either lose or almost lose their virginity and you That's did like a quick... seven episodes yeah. of boy meets world <laughs> yeah, yeah right <laughs> we talked about that actually we're yes. like there's several episodes in a row that we watch where it's like what am i getting laid god damn it <laughs> let me tell you what we're doing okay i got we already got the episode it was, oh my god it was wow 90 seconds to it find it was four. so it was, fast okay so obviously we're doing the eddie one for yeah. for you know for family matters <laughs> So there is apparently, and you could probably speak to this better. There's a perfect strangers episode where a woman hits on Balky, and Balky's too pure and innocent because he's a virgin to understand what's happening to him. It's really early, right? It's yeah, it is very one or like early in season two. Yes, yeah, yeah. And okay, Larry has to explain that she's just in it because Balky's good at school. Yes, is that right? Yes, yep. Yeah, all right. So that's number two. Okay, there is, and I'm sorry to bring this up. A horrible late season DJ. DJ and Steve. Right. <laughs> Didn't we do that? Wasn't that no, the prom episode? We did, no, it, we did not do it. It was. It's not the prom episode. Oh. That, have, that was when she was drinking. Remember? Yes, <laughs> that was, was the drinking episode. Yeah. Right. So. Oh yeah. There's one where they go into it. Yeah. So that that's gonna be that's gonna be one. What's, what? I'm blanking on the other one. What is it now? Uh, JT and his teacher. JT. Yes. There's oh, one where JT one. is going to have sex with his teacher, and Dana basically like tries to cock block him. So that's that's our four right there. So. We've got it. It's all set. Very awesome. excited. Oh, I love it. This. Virginity. It's going to be a good one, and it, yep. it gives me. I mean, I, I was feeling good. You yep. know, like things were looking up. We had five, four tremendous episodes, but you know what? Global warming's real. Yep. The world is ending. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> we got to bring Full House back. Gotta, All right. Yeah. We got to bring me back to reality. <laughs> we can't What's go even funnier? two we episodes it. without Full House. We had another ep- We had another idea that would have pushed Full House off two episodes. Oh. Because the next one, we weren't, we're, we're going to save that one. Um, I think that, that, that was the let's do the one like TGIF episodes we haven't done yet. Yeah. We, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, right. we've, oh, it's been a while good. since we did that. Yeah. So. Which I feel like we've got Mr. Be... Belvedere in, there, in our podcast. Yes. 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 Exactly. 
um alien in the family we found on youtube so oh, like, awesome yeah, yeah right so all I right feel like we're that's good we got, two, we got two ahead but, <laughs> that was the most disingenuous oh awesome <laughs> i've seen from you oh awesome fuck but when drew brought this up in the family i gotta watch that i uh <laughs> i had a um I, I had a new employee this week mm-hmm. uh and i had to actually actually sit him down and say listen People tell me frequently that they do not know when I am being serious or sarcastic. <laughs> so if you do not know, ask me, and I will tell you which one I am currently being. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, nobody ever receives my praise because they think I'm always being sarcastic about it. Yeah, I'd be like, well, you wow, call really your other employee urinal kicks. You're doing okay, well, I'm being urinal. serious about that. I think yeah. they should have known. <laughs> oh man oh boy all right uh yeah dj loses her virginity probably (laughs) virginity episodes (laughs) cool yeah it doesn't happen because steve leaves the picture that's why she goes to nam (laughs) that's what happens yes yeah it leads right into that I don't think any of these people we're going to be talking about. I guess Balky eventually, <laughs> but I don't yeah. think the other. Marianne has a baby, so he figures yes. it out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> he finds he finds it eventually. Right, right. Oh, she she was pushing for it. She was pushing for I it from day one. Very, very, very minor. Perfect strangers complaint. Oh. Um, the Marianne Balky thing goes on really long, and yeah. I mean like really long. It's like, like late last season, right? Like, yeah, like middle the the, yeah. the last season's only eight episodes, so it's it's the middle of the season seven, I believe. Mm-hmm. But she's still like, I don't know. Do you think Balky likes me? <laughs> it's yeah. Like, how is this still happening? You live together, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> you bought a house together, right? Like, All four of you are on the mortgage. It just goes on way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> Great. Well, this has been okay. this has been great, guys. Yes. Thank you so We're much. We're good. We're good. Quick plug. Pot and Long is back. You can go check that out. Two yep, episodes around the can. Go check that out. All right. We're out of here next time. NFL this week. Yes, you're right. You're gonna you're gonna contribute your bets to that. Yes. Uh, oh, we absolutely. need that. We yeah, absolutely what, need. I have we a, need our I, killer Greg. Oh my god! It starts like soon. It's yeah. like next Thursday, right? Next Give Thursday. me some uh, our Ambien bets coming back. <laughs> uh, well, I'm off Ambien now. I got a new sleeping med. Okay. Uh, so I'll have okay. to find out what the name of that is. is Sleepy time. <laughs> is it weed? Weed bets. Weed bets. <laughs> I mean, that is what led to yeah. that, 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 that Steelers night. Yeah, so it's the most ridiculous thing ever. Wild you bet Steelers Browns on like week three Thursday night. What are you doing? That was a that was a classic moment. You bet actually. against the Harlem Globetrotters, the generals were due. Why? <laughs> the shitty thing was I missed out by a fucking yard. Baby hands need yes, one right. more yard. Baby hands. Fucking baby hands. God damn it. All right, you can go watch that show. We'll be back with the Virgins episode. Oh boy. That's weird to say out loud. And I can't wait to ask you about it. Losing your virginity next time on the show. <laughs> Oh man. Oh boy. All right. That's it. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Bye. Bye.